and welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. I hope you have had a really great week. Remember last week when I came on and I was like, I feel sick. I woke up knowing that I was going to catch something. Yeah, pretty much my entire week was wiped out because I caught something absolutely awful fever, really weird aches and chills and whatnot. And the weirdest symptom of all was probably that um, the tenderness in my head. (laughs) I had this really weird tenderness and numbness almost in my head and scalp. And it was the most bizarre thing. Like I barely could shampoo, but it's gone now, which is great. But I still feel something lingering and I don't feel 100% yet. My appetite, for instance, absolutely gone. Like not normal at all whatsoever. It's just been the weirdest thing ever. And I feel like it probably was COVID just because of all of those symptoms. I feel like COVID is just notorious for having like the weirdest symptoms on earth. Um, but either way, I don't give a crap what it was. All I know is that I felt absolutely awful. And all I know is that I'm trying to get better now. My body is in like this fighting position. <laughs> Hence why it's another week of me not actually like filming the podcast. I'm just recording it. I'm not on camera because I'm in my pajamas still. And I, I just like... I don't have the strength to get out a bunch of lights right now and film up set up my phone and a camera and all that kind of stuff it's just too much for me to even handle or think about right now so I'm just chilling out recording this on the computer um, making it a little bit more low-key so yeah this whole week was pretty much taken up by that sickness Um, in addition while I was sick I got on this massive hunt of a bunch of Disney movies and Disney shows that I hadn't watched for such a long time for instance I watched Hannah Montana throughout the duration of my entire sickness and it was absolutely amazing loved every single second of it it brought me back to probably the best days of my life (laughs) Hannah Montana is such a nostalgic show for me and I I think I had to watch it after I saw that Miley Cyrus uh, won a Grammy which you guys the fact that she won a Grammy for the first time in 18 years like 18 whole years in the industry and she now just won a Grammy that should be inspiring for a lot of people if you're trying to pursue something right now and it's not sticking keep on going give it 18 years and then see if something sticks obviously she's been iconic for the duration of her career but you know what I mean I also watched The Lion King which I was just about to get my period so I was extremely emotional I cried so much when Mufasa died Johnny has a video of me literally bawling my eyes out. And then we watched another movie. What was it? Oh, I think it was the Jun- the Jungle Book live action. Bawled my eyes out with that one too because there were wolves, like little baby wolves. And if you know me, you know that I'm obsessed with huskies. Anything small, like any type of small husky or husky in general will 100% make me cry just out of love and adoration for them. And so with these small little wolves, I was just bawling 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 my eyes out just because of how stinking cute they are disney movies really brought me back and made me think about how um i'm just so excited to raise kids on disney movies like they're going to be living off of disney movies solely i want them to be obsessed with all of the throwbacks all of the disney princess movies aladdin tangle that's another one we watched that last night and we also watched nemo all of which are movies that i know my kids are going to be obsessed with does anybody else feel chills when they start the movie in like the beautiful Disney music comes in they're like oh my gosh 
it just brings you back to all the best memories in life. One thing that I did do after my sickness kind of subsided was get a new gym membership out here, which is super fun. I've been looking for one for a while and I had been on the hunt for quite some time and I knew I wanted to get more of like a luxe gym membership, something that just looks a little bit nicer on camera because obviously that's a big portion of my job um, and also a gym where I could film for clients in addition to a gym that has actually really good workout classes because that's something that was on my um, 2024 kind of like bucket list of things to do or I guess just goals in general I really wanted to get into more um, classes like Pilates, Reformer, yoga, um, stuff like that. So this gym that I got a membership at is absolutely amazing in Orange County. I'm absolutely loving it. It's a little bit less expensive than like other Lux gyms. Like Lifetime is a really popular one, but that's a freaking $240 membership. I cannot justify that, at least at this point in my life. So the one that I got they have hot Pilates, Reformer, Yoga Sculpt, Yoga Flow. Um, I just took a spin class, which was super fun and like really good instructors too. It's not one of those gyms that are kind of just like meh classes, meh instructors, people who actually don't really work out, but they're still fitness instructors. And you're like, why are you even here? <laughs> like the people who are leading the classes, you know that they work out, you know that they, that they take it seriously and you know that they've been doing it for quite some time. So um, that is something that I really appreciate and I already feel myself challenging my body in a bunch of different ways that I hadn't before um, which is making me feel really good and really strong already it's only been a week of it and something that I did that I don't even know if I should I probably shouldn't have done this but I got to the gym like two days after the worst of being sick and um, obviously not contagious anymore but I was just like I don't know what to do I stuck myself in a corner and I tested my squat who that who in the world does that do as I say, not as I do. Do not test your squat strength right after being sick. But for some reason, I felt semi-strong. And I was just like, I'm just going to go for it. I capped out at 185. I was like, I'm not going to do any more than that just because I feel like I'm going to break myself. Even though I feel like I could have inched back up to 205, like the glory days, like what I did when I was at my strongest, but I, I just wasn't going to risk it that day. I was like, this is a new gym. I'm not failing on the first day in my new gym. I just can't take that kind of embarrassment right now. Public humiliation at its finest, even though literally nobody cares, but whatever. Another thing that we did do also was grab a uh, new coffee table, which was fun. I have been really into decorating the apartment and I'm so excited for what is to come. I have so many little plans, but I'm trying to be very slow with the process. I'm realizing what my style is a little bit more and I honestly can't even put a word on it. I don't really have like a category that it fits in. It's a bunch of different things in between, but I'm realizing what I love and what I don't and I'm kind of just like going with that if I love something it's going to fit within the aesthetic of my apartment like I truly don't really care where something is from as long as it's something that I love so for instance the coffee table that we got um, we got it off of Facebook marketplace but it's originally like the, the Ikea it looks like kind of like a wooden surfboard kind of table and at first I was like oh it's like originally from Ikea I, I don't really know I don't really like getting Ikea furniture but who cares if I didn't know that it was from Ikea I would have loved it 
and I would have been all over it for the price that we got it for too. So I was just like, why would I even, why would I even do that to myself? This is a coffee table that we wanted to get when we first got married in our first place, but we didn't just because it was like a little bit too expensive to buy it new. Um, and then obviously nobody in a small town in New Jersey is going to have a cool coffee table like that. It's just like not going to happen. So when I saw on Facebook marketplace for $185 less than the original retail price, that's when I was like, mm, I think we have to do it. And prior to that, we were just using these temporary little side tables as our coffee table. Um, and we knew we were going to get rid of them at some point and get something nicer that we wanted to keep for a longer period of time. And the wait was so worth it. But I have so many fun little plans. We have these um, like lantern, big li fat lantern lights. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen them because it's like my favorite corner of the house right now. But they just feel so vibey and so us. I'm adding a lot of more color into the place, which is something that I didn't do with our first place and I actually really regret. I had this weird mentality that everything that I had to get in the first place had to be timeless. And th that's like that doesn't make any sense to me now, mainly because um, when I used to think timeless, I used to think white, crisp, no color, maybe some character, but not really any. But now when I think timeless, my kind of description on that word has changed timeless to me is going to feel different than timeless to you and I feel like it's very individualist individualistic to the person and I saw this one girl who was doing like a house tour she was saying um if you just buy what you like that becomes the timeless piece to you and you're probably going to thank yourself later that you didn't go with the grain and do what people thought you should like for instance she got this pink couch and she was like people were telling us that um that's gonna be a mistake we're gonna regret it three years later she absolutely loves it still it fits within what they want their house to be and so in our in our first place I was like if I would like something but I had too much color I, I would convince myself that I was gonna get sick of it when now I'm just getting things with different textures different shapes different colors and I'm realizing worse comes to worse what do we do we just sell it or we revamp it for instance we got this marble dining table and I honestly really wanted to sell it and get a new one but Johnny's convincing me to kind of just like think outside the box and do something different with it so instead of selling it what I'm gonna do is we're gonna get rid of the chairs and the bench that's associated with it which is also they're like pleather and brass so I'm just like so sick of the white and the brass the table has brass a brass pedestal underneath it or brass legs so what I'm thinking of doing is DIYing a different like different pedestals or a different bottom to the to the table and then getting new chairs getting like a brighter colored bench all of like different textures like I would love to get boucle dining chairs and then like a I don't know like a terracotta colored bench or something and just adding more textures more colors more charm to the table that as it stands right now I don't like and I think that by adding more elements that have variety and different characteristics to them more charm I think that'll make me really turn the corner with the table and actually love the space again so yeah I'm trying to be slow with the process though I don't want to rush anything I want this to be a very very gradual process of getting things that we love and collecting things so that way it's like a forever hunt in a forever game rather it being like all done and now we're bored anyway let's get into the actual meat of the episode with valentine's day this week 
I wanted to talk a lot about relationships, but not the kind of relationship that you're thinking. Today, I'm talking about healing your relationship with food and exercise. This is a topic that a lot of girls definitely struggle with. I've struggled with it in the past. I would say that a lot of people probably do struggle with this, whether you realize it or not. And saying the words relationship with food, relationships with exercise, that kind of sounds very... I don't know, like a trendy kind of thing to talk about nowadays, but if you do think about it, you kind of do have a relationship with everything. You have a relationship with your habits, with your routines, with the way you view exercise, with the way that you utilize exercise. It's just the way that you utilize something. That is your relationship, the way that you perceive it. So I want to talk about how you can enhance um, and make the way that you perceive exercise and food healthier more beneficial to your journey. What I did to improve my relationship with exercise. First, I realized that workouts are not a compensation for food. The other day, I was in the gym and I heard this girl talking about how she booked five classes back to back in the same few hours just because she ate too much the day before. This is your reminder that exercise is not a compensation for food. You do not reward yourself with food after exercise and the other way around. If you eat too much, exercise is not going to combat that. Our bodies do just go through natural detoxification processes and to think that your exercise and sweating it out is going to get rid of all of the food that you ate the day before, it's not. But on the flip side, it's not that deep. Take a wellness shot every single time I say it's not that deep on this podcast because I think I've said it quite often, but it is kind of the truth when it comes to a lot of things in life, especially in the categories that I've been talking about. If you eat extra calories, first of all, you're going to retain some water because the more carbs you eat, the more you're going to retain water. For every, I think, gram of carb that you have you're going to you're going to retain four to five grams of water so if you're eating extra carbs one day than you did prior days you're going to have some extra water storage in you and that's just kind of natural it's going to go away it's not immediate fat loss or fat gain I mean and just thinking about how utterly annoying it would be for me every single time I ate more than I wanted to to have to feel like I had to run to the gym and completely compensate all the food that I just ate. Trust me, I've been there. I've done that. And it's just going to put you in a vicious cycle. The next is forcing certain types of exercise when your body is truly saying no. For instance, woke up with my period, absolutely dead right now. I allowed myself a little bit of a sleep in, didn't go to the gym as early as I wanted to. I didn't start moving my body like I usually do in the morning. And honestly, I feel great right now. It's helping my body to recover faster and better rather than forcing myself to get to the gym heavy lift like I'm technically supposed to be doing today I would probably end up feeling worse at the end of the day deteriorated without energy do the things that are actually going to allow your body to thrive rather than forcing it into literal deterioration there are some things where you should be implementing mind over matter yeah absolutely but when it comes to the actual physical state of our body when our body is telling you no your body's telling you no for a reason listening to your body is absolutely the best thing that you could do for yourself for your mind, for your emotional state, for your physical state. When it comes to living a stressful life, listening to your body is so important. The next is demonizing certain types of movement and putting other types on a pedestal. I'm kind of saying this because lately there have been a lot of talk about Pilates 
I love Pilates. You'll see on my pages that I do Pilates. I do them. I do it like every single week. I do yoga, Pilates, something like that. But ever since Miley Cyrus showed up to the Grammys and people were talking about how she's she does Pilates and they looked at her arms and people are like freaking out. Like obviously she looks great, but here's the issue: putting any type of movement on a pedestal is just not going to support your overall health journey. This can risk burnout, it can risk not sticking to it, because what if you don't fully enjoy the type of workout that you're trying to force yourself into? And a lot of the times, I hate this term, but it's the only term that I can think of, there are more ways to skin a cat, meaning if you hate running but you want to get your cardio in, there are more ways to get your cardio in without having to go on a 13-mile run. If you hate traditional weightlifting but you want to continue to get your weights in, there are more ways to do that. When it comes to some things, like if you want to if you want to build muscle, aka hypertrophy, then there are specific kinds of programs and things that you should do, techniques that you should go with when it comes to doing that, absolutely. But demonizing some types of workouts and then putting others on the pedestal when it comes to just overall being fit, healthy lifestyle, etc. I feel like that's totally not something that you should do if you want to have a healthy relationship with exercise. Just try and strive to move your body in multiple different kinds of ways. Challenge your body in ways that it hasn't been challenged before. So for instance, with Pilates, your body's being challenged in ways that it's not necessarily being challenged with weightlifting. It's just different kinds of movements. I've definitely talked about this before, but to strive to do things that you enjoy. And this is going to look different every season too. Like a few months ago, I loved running. I was into it, but now I'm just like, I, I don't feel like doing it right now. Like I'm, it's just not something that I feel like is supporting my journey at this, at this moment in time. So I'm not going to run. If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I'm just going to find other ways to get that kind of exercise in and move my body and that kind of way. Relationship with food is something that is very tricky, but if you want to improve your relationship with food, the first thing you should do is stop focusing on cutting things out as opposed to adding things in to fill your diet. For instance, if you want to lose weight, don't focus on cutting all the foods out of your diet. Focus on adding more volume-rich foods into your diet to fill your diet more, keep you more satiated. Don't focus on how little you can eat. Focus on how many nutrients you can get in. Cut out any eating windows or eating times, times that you're allowing yourself to eat your lunch. That is absolutely ridiculous. It's going to set you up for failure. Learn to listen to your body and your natural hunger cues. I used to do this all the time. I would wake up and because I was trying to lose weight, what I would do is I would be like, okay, I'm only allowed to eat my breakfast at 10 or 11 a.m. because that's going to stretch out my eating window a little bit, meaning that I could like delay my meals a little bit, keeping my calorie deficit a little bit easier. And sure, to an extent, that's like kind of true. But at the same time, if you wake up and you're hungry, just eat your food and just move on with your life. Intermittent fasting is also something that can be very damaging, especially for women, especially down in an extreme. It's really just like a mind game. It's like a mental game. It's really not doing much for you. Learning to ride the wave of your hunger cues is one of the most beneficial things that you can do for your relationship with food. Eat when you're hungry. Stop when you're full. Learn how to do that. It's very easily said, but honestly, I do understand that a lot of you might be like, that's really difficult to do to just stop when you're full. And this is how you can do that. Be mindful when you're eating. Ask yourself how you feel. Eat slower. Don't have any distractions. Ask yourself, how will I feel right now if I take another bite? If the answer is, I might feel kind of sick, then stop. If the answer is, I will feel satisfied and full, then take another bite and then stop. It sounds so dumb, but when put in practice, it'll help you so much. Mindfulness and nutrition is very important, but so is 
your perspective on things. Eat with the intention to allow that to fuel your performance day to day. And when I say performance, I don't only mean performance in the gym. I mean performance in your work. I mean performance with your kids. I mean performance when it comes to walking and go get your mail, your mood, your emotions, your hormones, everything. Eat with the intention to support all of those day-to-day things. And you're going to see so much fruit come out of that. Gaining knowledge on what each food does for your body and being in tune with how it makes you feel, that is going to be one of the most important things you can do for yourself. For instance, increase a little bit of protein in your diet and truly try to be mindful of how it's making you feel. Be mindful with how each type of food also makes you feel. For instance, some people will digest things different than others. So try to understand, you know, what makes you feel good and what doesn't. What makes you feel energized and what doesn't. Be mindful about the minerals that you have in your diet. Last episode, I talked about supplements. I talked about how a lot of people are magnesium deficient. I've also been reading a book all about fatigue and the natural systems that your body goes through when it comes to energy production and whatnot. And a lot of it does have to do with the minerals that are within your body, including copper, magnesium, iron, etc. Vitamin B is a huge one. Eating little amounts of these in your day-to-day life, in your food, is going to set you up for low energy in general. And trying to focus on what it is that you're eating and how it makes you feel Trying to get as many nutrients as possible rather than, like I said before, cutting things out, that is going to give you a whole new perspective on food in general. I don't think some people understand what happens to your body when you undereat. Your skin will deteriorate, your hair will be thinner, it won't be as healthy, it'll be less shiny, you will feel frail, you will feel shaky, the color in your face will go away. This makes your energy completely vanish so therefore you might have not any energy left your muscle mass can go down your bone density can diminish under eating is one of the worst things that you could do for your body let alone losing a period risking not being able to have a family later down the road if you are anywhere between the ages of 13 to I don't know, mid-20s, you have to listen to that. Rewind that 30 seconds and listen to it again. Under-eating will 100% ruin your life. All for what? All to become the skinniest, smallest version of yourself right now? Chasing small will give you small. It won't give you any great impact on your life. It won't add benefit to you. It'll make you weaker. It'll make you feel more insecure. It'll make you lose energy. It'll make your zest for life disappear. It'll make you a shell of a human. So if you have a negative relationship with food and exercise, now is your time to change it. So now here is the biggest takeaway. When you focus less on how the food you're eating will make you look and focus more on how it'll make you feel, you will take care of yourself better, feel better, look better, and live better. So that is everything for today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you are in a relationship or if you're not in a relationship this year, this is your sign to spend the excess energy that you have improving your relationship with food and exercise. Because you have a relationship with it, you just don't know it. Till next week on Girls Gone Healthy. Oh, 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 oh,